Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to our 8 at 8, the eight stories to get your day going. You're listening to KLT and KLT HD2, an Odyssey station. One. One. All right, let's start with the uh, Super Bowl. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are your world champions. 25-22 in overtime. They beat the San Francisco 49ers. Big storylines coming out of this game. It's three Super Bowls in five years for the Chiefs. So Mahomes and uh, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, you're going to see all sorts of conjecture over the next few days as to where they stack rank this dynasty versus other dynasties and the Patriots and this and that. I think probably the bigger story for this game, Seth, is maybe on the San Francisco side and people questioning Kyle Shanahan. Did he do the right thing in overtime by taking the ball to start out with? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's new. It's different rules in the postseason for those who don't know. Each team gets is guaranteed a possession in overtime. Um, and then, you know, just... General mistakes made that seem to happen whenever you go against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, like. it is exactly the way it plays out. I know he cited the analytics, um, and I felt like I felt like the fact that your defense had just been on the field for a twelve play drive yeah. was good enough reason, with or without the analytics, just to give your defense a break. Um, and I, I felt like the. Ultimately, if you had known, uh, whether you know it or not, like you probably got to score a touchdown on that first. Yeah, one. that's the um, thing. You yeah. know, like okay, if you don't, if you if you forgo the ability to know what you have to score, you mm-hmm. almost got to assume it's going to be a touchdown. You have to, yep, you have to, and that would have been fascinating if they had scored a touchdown, the Niners, and then the Chiefs come down and score a touchdown. Do the Chiefs? What would you do, Seth? If if you so the Niners score, they go up. Let's say they what was it nineteen nineteen at the end? They go up twenty six nineteen. You're yeah. the Chiefs. You go down and oh. score. Yeah. If you kick an extra point and tie it up, the Niners can end the game with a field goal, or you can end the game with a two-point conversion with the greatest player on the planet at quarterback right there. My instinct is to go for two. Me too. Um, Me too. I think because you've got – especially at that point in the game, I think you've got a better than 50% chance of converting. Yes. And you got to feel like you shouldn't trust your defense against the offense. Like the longer the defense is around the field, yeah. the more tired they get, and it's just a field goal. Yeah. Can you imagine – I mean, yeah. a, a, like a Super Bowl coming down to a two-point can, conversion. Can I tell you, this is where the, the NFL needs to just quit it with like trying to have fun with all these conspiracy theories and scripts and everything. Because there, there was some joke that they did last week that included them predicting the first ever double overtime in a, in a Super Bowl. <laughs> And I'm watching yeah, this. And I'm like, you, you freaking idiots! Like, 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 just adding fuel to the fire. Yeah. Stop it! Why did you make that joke? Yeah. Two. Um, odds for next year's Super Bowl. The results of last night have not put the Chiefs as the favorite. In fact, the team that lost, the San Francisco 49ers, as of right now, they are the favorites to win the Super Bowl next year. Five and a half to one. Chiefs seven to one. The Baltimore Ravens. They'll never learn. Eight and a half to one. The Buffalo Bills. 
<laughs> Treating the Ravens like ten to one. <laughs> what? I can't it's get like there. Man. Poverty franchise. Eight and a half to one. <laughs> the Bills are ten to one. For those wondering, the Texans are about eleventh or twelfth on the list. They are tied with the Green Bay Packers at twenty-two to one. So disrespect. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind the behind the Dolphins, Eagles, Cowboys, Bengals, Lions, and those other teams I just named. I'm just glad we're like honestly. The most annoying thing about last week was people acting like Lamar Jackson was somehow a victim that he got 98 percent of the MVP votes. I'm like, Stephen A. Smith wanted to. He he wanted the one guy who didn't vote for him to have his vote revoked. Stephen A. Smith was convinced that it was a Bills beat writer that didn't want to go into the locker room and face the ire of Josh. It was actually Aaron Schatz who invented. Um, the DVOA. Yeah. Aaron Schatz had a really long explanation for exactly why he didn't vote for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Like it was, it was very, very well thought out. Like the notion, honestly, whenever you find yourself like voting with the majority to that degree, your first instinct should be, wait a second, am I the one who's succumbing to group? That's thinking? right. Like, like, okay, this is an opinion poll, and like I am in the vast majority. Am I just a sheep myself? Yes. Yeah. That's why we have a democracy for MVP voting. <laughs> All right. Three. Um, Bill Belichick, according to Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network, uh, multiple owners reached out to Bill Belichick, Seth, once he uh, it, once it turned out he was not going to be the Atlanta Falcons head coach. Multiple owners reaching out to discuss the possibility of Belichick coming to coach for their team in 2025. So I can, my first reaction to this was, I am so glad that the Texans are in a coaching situation where we don't have to sit here and speculate, could Bill Belichick be on the table for the Houston Texans? Yeah, you know, like yeah. the, the Texans have a, the Texans have one of the most enviable coaching positions in the league right now. I'm just so glad, but um, there's several dead men walking out there. If we're to believe this report by Tom Pelissero, one of our listeners suggested this. He's just putting it out here, so it's on record. Even though these get wiped out after 90 days. So just take a screenshot, man. man. Um, they, uh, they predict that Bill Belichick will be hired by the 49ers unless the 49ers win a Super Bowl, which is not a bad theory. I mean, you bring in a closer, you know? Hey, great. Good job. Good job. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, you got us. You got us to the brink, but you need we need a closer at this point. So you bring Belichick in for the coup de grace. If you were, you should fire Shanahan before the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> yes, have, and then bring him back. Have Belichick. He's like the, he's like the Belichick's like the Mariano Rivera of coaches. Yes, like yes. we just need him to get this night. We just need him to get three more outs. Sorry, Kyle. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know about like specifically why are they reaching out to him other than to maybe gauge what he's thinking. I don't. Yeah. I, I very highly doubt that any of them said, "Hey, Bill, just in case you're on my short list." Right. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm naive. I just don't think they would do it quite like that. I think they would make it a little bit more just uh, having a conversation, framing it that way. Four. Um, the Watt family is catching some heat over the last few days. JJ for his haircut, TJ Watt because uh, he's getting some grief for his bitter reaction on social media <laughs> to Miles Garrett winning the Defensive Player of the Year award. TJ Watt tweeted this moments after the award was handed to Miles Garrett. Nothing I'm not used to. Now keep in mind, TJ Watt has won the Defensive Player of the Year award before, so it's not like he's you know it's not like he's been snubbed every year. Um, now JJ did get in on the conversation on this and kind of a dynamic Seth. I thought JJ was in, in his tweet about this, 
Because J.J. has been steadfast all year long that T.J. Watt is the best defensive player on the planet. I even asked yeah. him about it when he joined us on the pregame show that one time. I said, is it hard for you to have these opinions about your brother with everybody going, well, it's your brother? And J.J.'s like, no, because it's the right opinion. J.J. tweeted, everyone's asking my opinion on defensive player of the year. The problem is I have no interest in tearing down Miles Garrett. Miles is a phenomenal player. I'm a big fan. He's had an incredible career so far. I can acknowledge that while also wondering what more TJ could have possibly done. And JJ proceeds to post a graphic that does show that TJ is ahead of Miles Garrett in nearly every statistical category. Some of them significantly so. Yeah, I think the I think the the people that would have voted for Miles Garrett, I think, point to the fact that if you have to use statistics, I think the. Um, the Steelers blitz a lot more than the Browns did, you know, so it creates more one-on-ones for guys. And I think the the actual physical presence and kind of the the belief that Miles Garrett had to maybe do more of it on his own yeah. than benefiting from the scheme. Like I didn't I didn't see it as an egregious uh, injustice or anything like that. I could have gone with either of those guys either way. I just know they both played the Texans this year. I don't think either of them are all that great. From what I saw yeah, against the Texans. Texans. Yeah, because yeah. Larry Tunsil just pretty much owns yeah. Miles Garrett. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and TJ Watt didn't do anything in his game. I don't know. I'd, I'd just give it to Micah Parsons. I, I, don't, I don't know about this Watt and Garrett guy. Five. Micah Parsons, by the way, is, uh, his podcast was a big deal this week. He must have been set up somewhere around Radio Row because he had just Dude. about everybody on there. Um, and it was like a huge it's set. It's a nice it like, studio. It's huge. It's super I, nice. I wonder if he must have had his own room because I didn't see yeah. it. So it was probably in the hotel or at the convention center, but it's in its own room, and it was gigantic. It was almost too big. It was like a set for like a, a five-person panel. Yeah, CJ was on with him. We'll get to some of the audio from CJ okay. and and, uh, and Michael Parsons a little later in the show. Um, what yeah. number are we on, Ben? Five. Five, thank you. Um, Cinco. The Eagles have granted Hassan Reddick permission to seek a trade. So Hassan Reddick, who was one of the really key – he's been one of the key guys since he signed yeah. in Philly a few years yeah. ago. He was – he I think he led the league in sacks a couple years ago when the Eagles – made the Super Bowl. He was good again this year. He had 11 sacks this year. He's got one year left on his contract. So, Seth, should the Texans entertain the possibility of bringing in another Eagles cast-off like they did with Derek Barnett? This won't be a waiver-wire situation yeah. like Derek Barnett, but Reddick wants out in Philly. Um, I, I think, to quote him, he said, y'all see it, y'all know what's going on. I'm worried about being the best version of myself, and then everything will sort itself out truly. So, is he going to feel I I like I, I don't know if I want to pay whatever he's probably hoping to get. Paid. He wants to get paid. Yeah, he yeah. wants like top end money. Yeah, yeah, and I just don't. I think that right now, in terms of a guy that's not the prototype size, it's not necessarily what D'Amico probably wants for this defense. Yeah. Could be wrong. I mean, they rotate guys in, and, and a pass rusher is a pass rusher is a pass rusher. I think when D'Amico talks about spending resources on the defensive line. I, I think that it's going to be in the version of a draft pick or two and then uh, a guy like a Sheldon Rankins, perhaps, or somebody like a a, a, a smart signing, a guy who's an effective player yep. but is for uh, you know, a one- or two-year deal and that maybe you make the big bang with a, a first-round pick. Maybe you trade up in the first round. Maybe. Pass, right? Yeah, maybe. Six. Um, okay, so this is some funny audio here. Jackson Smith and Jigba, former teammate of C.J. Stroud at Ohio State, Wide receiver, first round pick for the Seattle Seahawks. He was um, he was on a, I believe, a Chicago station. Certainly a Bears show. 
and was asked about his former offensive coordinator. Shane Waldron was the OC in Seattle last year, and he's now the new OC in Chicago. And here was Jackson Smith and Jigba when he was asked by the host, hey, what should we expect with Shane Waldron? Bears fans are super interested about the offensive coordinator coming in, Shane Waldron. What can you tell them about who they just hired to, to uh, try to get this offense where it needs to go? Um, uh, oh. this, is, this is live? Yeah. <laughs> We're not live. We're not live. I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> uh, good luck to y'all. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a great person. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Long pause. Is this live? Is this live? He's a great person. He's a great person. He checked all the boxes right there for this dude is not good. Not good at all. That was just funny. That tickled me. I don't know. I wonder, you know who did the same, a similar thing when Vic Fangio was hired by the Eagles? It was a player from the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. I want to say it might have been Javon Holland. I'm not sure. I thought it was a defensive back, but he was on vacation somewhere and he, 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 Put out a video of him kicking a rock, like kicking. Oh rocks. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, uh, which people interpreted as him uh, just not being all that distraught over losing Vic Fangio. Okay, I know Vic. Vic's funny because I really liked Vic Fangio as a coordinator, but I also had teammates who didn't like him, and I think Vic. Vic is a like if you like what Vic's doing, you think he's awesome. Yeah. And if there's some guys that don't like what Vic asks them to do, he asks a lot of his players. Yeah. Like he asks them to do a lot. Um, and like sometimes puts them in really tough positions in terms of like you're like you might have multiple different responsibilities based on formation and whatnot. And some guys just do not like that. So you got to tailor your scheme to, with the personnel that that thrive under that. Like like when he had in the 49ers and the Bears, I think he had a lot of guys like that that were up to that challenge. I I actually interpreted that the opposite way. Like when somebody kicks rocks, they usually yeah. do because they're mad or they're sad about something. I That's inter- what I thought. Yeah, I interpreted that as kick rocks like he was sad okay. to lose Vic Fangio. I, granted, dude, I was scrolling as I saw it. I didn't stop and do a deep dive on it and look and see if it was a reply to something or whatever. Yeah, like so and I don't say, that's what that's what my first instinct was, yeah. but people kind of unanimously thought that it was anti Vic Fangio and there wasn't a clarification. Yeah, so whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Have you seen any of the footage from the Phoenix Open this weekend, the golf tournament, the waste management? Phoenix Open of the crowd. That's the set. That's the tournament that's pretty well known for the crowds being more rowdy than all the other PGA events. Mm. It was crazy this weekend, so much so they had to shut down alcohol sales and close the gates because they were letting too many people in. I'm telling you, if you're on social media, go find some of the videos of what these clowns are doing, the patrons there at this golf tournament. There were fist fights at a golf tournament. <laughs> yeah, fist yeah. fights. There's dudes. There's a. There's one of a, a dude had to be 450 pounds doing like a belly slide down a hill. Yeah, and, the hill thing is what I noticed. And yeah. like the cops had to come and stop people from going down the hill. There's or, a yeah. dude that ran out onto the course in the middle of a hole, jumped into the sand trap, and started doing snow angels in the sand trap during play. <laughs> so they had. It was. It was wild. I, I say all this was, to say, um, go find the that video. Th- that's a, that's a tournament that's known for kind of people having a good time. Yes. It just, it went above that's how rowdy it was. They had to shut down the Phoenix Open. By the way, the uh, the half-streakers 
from last night, which some people might just call shirtless. The uh, that, that was a little bit underwhelming, right? The guy, two guys just ran out yeah. and got tackled, and then there you go. Yeah. No, I, no message or anything like that. No. I like it when somebody – I remember the ultimate was the guy – it was at the Houston Super Bowl, wasn't it? Where he, he had the official's outfit on. And he jumped down from the stands. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was at the Houston Super Bowl, which I thought would have been perfect last night because they had all those extra assistant officials out yeah. there wearing the black shirts. Like, if you had known yeah. in advance that they were going to be dressed like that, dude. Um, then, which I thought it was a stroke of brilliance by the NFL. They do that in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl. They added like a few extra guys for assistance, but they had like a whole squadron of them. And they helped break up a couple of the potential fights they and did. skirmishes. Yeah. Which are like, all right, yeah, fine. Keep the game flowing. That was I, I was I was all for that. Good move. Good move. All right, last one here. Um just a reminder, because we're up against it. Uh dude, pitchers and catchers report on Wednesday this week. For baseball? Baseball. Yes, American for baseball, baseball. Pitchers, and, hell? pitchers and catchers for baseball. This, this extra football week, this extra game in the NFL season has kind of made it that much more compressed. Yeah. Uh, transition into baseball. Yep. Are you and I going? Uh, I do not think so. Uh, I do, I, 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 I do not believe fun. we are going. I know I had a good time going last year. Uh, uh, so pitchers and catchers report Wednesday. First full squad workout Tuesday the 20th. So we turn the page on football, kind of, because we're going to talk plenty of football for the next two hours in the offseason. But, yeah, baseball, almost here. Almost here. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, Reaction Monday, reacting to the Super Bowl. We'll circle back to the Super Bowl at, uh, at 8.45. But there's a lot of teams now looking ahead to the NFL draft in the offseason. If you're wondering about Caleb Williams, I know in Chicago and teams that are looking to move up, they're all hot and bothered to go get Caleb Williams. The one guy who seems to be right on quarterbacks with contrarian takes has a take on Caleb Williams that should have the entire NFL saying, okay, maybe we need to reevaluate this thing. That is next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, Payne and Pendergast. Uh, we'll, we're going to um, we're gonna get to the maybe the most accurate quarterback evaluator when it matters that we've seen in the last 10 years. Um, halftime show, Seth, real quick. Did you uh, you thumbs up on the halftime show yesterday for the Super Bowl? I thought it was all right. I guess um, – I don't know. I don't 
I don't ever really like the halftime shows. I, you know what, Sean? This might be surprising to you. I actually like the more theatrical, the better. Because it's not like it's a good concert or anything. Right. Like it's uh, there's just the circumstances are so weird. So I kind of like when um, remember when like Madonna was there bouncing around on that wire? Or was that Lady? Ga- I think it was Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga okay. that was here, and she came from the top of the stadium. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um, the uh, some of them I just don't. Yeah, I, I'm not a, a huge fan of one way or the other. I, I thought it was good. Um, it was fine. Um, yeah. I like I don't feel like I've got enough product knowledge of everybody up on the stage to where I can say like that was amazing or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm a huge yeah. I'm a huge Alicia Keys fan, so I thought that was she was great. I thought she she you know she was the best part of the show in my opinion. This is my request, and I understand that this is going to be like an old guy request here. Because yeah. I watch the halftime show every year because I want to have an opinion on it when I do shows like this. Um, if you could put captions when people come out on stage as to who they are, that would be cool. Uh, I, I just don't like know. I might have recognized Jermaine Dupree if you weren't dressed up like a little English gentleman. Precisely. I, like, whatever the hell. <laughs> Precisely. Was. He was the one with, like, the capri pants. Right, right. No, some of, them are people <laughs> I, some of them are people I normally recognize, but they don't look like who they are when they were popular, you know? Or So, yeah. yeah. So I, that's – am I off base here? Text in. Caption – just qu- a quick caption. You don't have to leave it up yeah. there the whole time they're singing. But when they come out on stage, I want to yeah. know who everybody is. The whole thing is like Jermaine Dupri- – like, yeah. I, like, Jermaine Dupri is like five foot four in that he was wearing that little outfit. Like, I didn't know if that was like a, like a child rapper that yeah. I didn't know yeah. about or something. Yeah. Like, that was a new gimmick or something. Um, Merrill Hodge, former NFL running back, former ESPN personality – he was making the yeah. rounds on on Radio Row late in the week, Thursday and Friday. And but you know, by the time you and I are are done, Seth, there's most people haven't even shown up yet to start making the rounds on Radio Row. We were over at eight a.m. Pacific time every day. But when I saw Merrill Hodge walking around, I'm like, okay, that is one guy I would like to talk to because he's had some. He loved C.J. Stroud last year. You'll hear that in a second. Yeah, he's had some pretty strong opinions on quarterbacks that were very contrarian at the time. That wound up being incredibly accurate okay we'll hear some of those in a second but here is his latest quarterback opinion that i would say should have about a half dozen teams that are all looking reportedly to move up in the draft to get caleb williams maybe listen to this guy i've only watched caleb williams three games last year three this year so i'm only halfway done okay the one thing that i that is clear he is not special he is not something unique like a patrick mahomes and i hope the bears don't think well let's Let's, let's try to make up for our mistake when we pass up Patrick Mahomes and go get the Patrick Mahomes. The kid is not Patrick Mahomes. Ain't even remotely close to that. It is unfair to Justin Fields. He has had new coordinator, new coordinator, new coordinator. There's no possible way you can know about your guy when you do that. It's the worst thing that can happen to any player, especially a quarterback. And he pulls Justin Fields in at the end there because that's who Caleb Williams would be replacing if Chicago took Caleb Williams with the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. Merrill Hodge, Caleb Williams, not special. Not special. And I guess that's the one, um, I guess that's the part that, it, it, it's not like he's crushing him or no. anything. Um, but I guess, it, and the, the fact of the matter is these days, lots of guys, you just don't feel, like a lot of people thought, most people thought, the, the consensus opinion on Patrick Mahomes would be that they didn't think he was special. I mean, after all, 10, 10 teams passed on him in the draft. Correct. At the time. So it's always interesting to me when somebody says, like, well, he's no Pat Mahomes. Like, all right, 
Very few people predicted that Pat Mahomes would be Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I liked Pat Mahomes' arm talent, mm. but there were a lot of questions about him. Like I, I, actually, I preferred Pat Mahomes over Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like one. But I've been wrong about a boatload of stuff with quarterbacks. Sure. Like I, I got lucky on that one. Um, but yeah, I guess in terms of okay, maybe he meant it more along the lines of what you, how you like to do it, which is okay. What's this guy's superpower? Yeah, you know, with Pat Mahomes, you could say okay. This is a superpower. If he can get these turnovers and other things under under control, if he can learn a more advanced system in the NFL than he played in in college, then yeah, he could be really good. But his superpower is his arm talent. Yeah, and maybe he's just not as impressed with uh, with Caleb Williams' lack of superpower. Yeah, that's that's the thing for me. Like I, I've I like Caleb Williams fine, and I could see totally taking him with the first overall pick. It was yeah. the people last year, Seth, who were acting like the Texans shouldn't take a quarterback at two and try to somehow weasel their way into being in position to take Caleb Williams next year. Like, okay, he ain't that. Like, he's not, he's not like, let's forego, uh, let's forego drafting CJ Stroud with the second pick for the 22% chance we could wind up with the first overall pick next year and take Caleb Williams. Like, no, he's not worth, he's not worth pushing your chips to the middle of the table like that. I think he does a lot of really cool, like he does, he does those impressive things as far as just his actual like the way the the way the way the ball pops when he throws it, and he yeah. can make throws off platform and kind of adjust to to throw around people and all that really cool stuff. But he doesn't necessarily tie it together with the actual playing within structure. Yeah. So yeah, there's questions about him. I think the upside though, I like it's. I think I think he's the guy that you admit. Okay, there is a real big upside with him with his natural ability and his talent. Um, but there's just more unknowns about him than other guys. Yeah. So I get, I don't think that I don't think that Hodge was crushing him as bad as the way I saw it when the headlines uh, the headlines made it look like he called him a bum or like Manzel or something. No, but uh, but I th- but I think I think Hodge is I think his opinion is a little you know it's contrary to a lot of the evaluators out there yeah. in that he's you know he's saying hey pump the brakes a little bit just for a little refresher. See, uh, Merrill Hodge had a first round grade on one quarterback. In last year's draft, how many quarterbacks have a first round grade this draft? I got one, um, and that's CJ Stroud. And he is unique from this perspective. Let's talk about this. These are the two things that have to be woven together. If you do not have these two things, your ability to win consistently in the National Football League is going to be very hard. You got to process decision making. Okay. The processing and decision making aspect and accuracy has to be that combination. All right, so there you go. That was pretty good. Uh, I would say pretty good I was, eval. I was told by the S two test that he didn't process well. <laughs> that was the when uh, when when a test that nobody had ever heard of uh, said that he wasn't a good visual processor. Then all of a sudden, his processing came into question. Yeah. So Merrill Hodge uh, judging it more based on what he actually saw. That okay. is one thing with CJ on radio. We're going to get to one more Merrill Hodge here in just a second. Him on Manzel. Um. CJ did more walking around Radio Row and sitting down with guys and drawing up plays and breaking things down than yeah. any quarterback I've ever seen. On most quarterbacks, they sit down and they're talking about their energy drink well, that they have yeah. and the season they just had. There were outlets that legitimately wanted to sit down with him with an iPad and go through things with him. Well, and, and part of that was uh, I think there's just more of that now on the internet. Like yeah. Nate Tice is a guy. He's Mike Tice's kid, but he writes for the Athletic, yeah. and he does a lot of cool like. Nate Tice is a really good follow in terms of like making um, 
he speaks just technically enough to make it entertaining, but also educational. And he sat down and like he, he's been very impressed with C.J. Stroud and all the things he was doing mentally as a rookie. So yeah, they they sat down and broke down a couple plays, and it's um it, yeah, it was really cool. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that are just blown away by his ability to process as a rookie in that offense. Yes, yes. Uh, one more from Merrill Hodge. If you're looking to follow his evaluation of Caleb Williams and how much validity is it to him saying Caleb Williams is not special, here was Merrill Hodge, and this was a contrarian pick, believe it or not, back in 24, a contrarian evaluation back in 2014. Merrill Hodge, back then on ESPN, on set with Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith with this evaluation of Johnny Manziel. He's a, a fifth or sixth round grade if you have a compensatory pick, grabbed him there. But not in the first round. I'm sorry, I got a question. Are you saying that Johnny Manziel may not even be worth a pick in the first three rounds? Oh, I wouldn't. There's The, the project is so massive. There are so many so, major flaws. So what are your thoughts about people who believe he should be the first overall pick well, in the draft? Listen, you know, obviously it's not a perfect science, but I think people who will take him in the first round, I if you first did, overall. if you took it first overall, I would think that staff would be gone in two years, and whoever made that pick would be gone in two years. That's that's pretty good right there. That's pretty well, good. Well, I, I think this is the thing that Hodge probably knew yeah. that I remember hearing at the time from people, or at least afterwards, like that there were a lot of teams that just completely had – Johnny Manziel off their board. They wouldn't draft him in right. the seventh round. Right. They just knew. Yeah. They knew he had issues. Like, yeah. uh, above and beyond anything that had been publicly reported, above and beyond, like, well, hey, he's a 22-year-old kid. 22-year-old kids are going to have fun. Like, there was a lot of – I mean – I, look, he went 22nd, and that was because the owner the owner stepped in and decided that he wanted Johnny Manziel yes. on his team. Yeah, you know there were a lot of there were people that had to arm wrestle Jerry Jones away from the the nuclear the button on drafting yeah. Johnny Manziel because there were a lot of people that knew that you shouldn't draft Johnny Manziel in the first. This was Johnny Manziel is probably the best indicator that a lot of the draft media really doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah. a big chunk of them. Yeah, just like Will Levis last year, where like there's people that, like in their minds they talk themselves into being like, oh. Oh, it's a certain thing. Of course he's a first-rounder. Yeah. When, in fact, like the majority of teams don't want anything to do with the guy. Will Levis showed up at the Gronk Cabana at the Shack Party on uh, on Friday night. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I didn't talk he, to him. Uh... I wanted to walk over and say, I did, have you heard? You're trash. Um, but I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Hey, by the way, by the way, you know who wasn't talking to the right scouts when it came to Manziel on this very day where Hodge said he was a fifth or sixth-round pick? Skip Bayless. Merrill Hodge, with all due respect... You have never, ever been more wrong in your assessment of a football player than you just were about Johnny Manziel. Not only will Houston forever regret if they don't take Johnny with the first overall pick, but he won't be a bust. He's going to be a franchise player. He's going to be a star. He will make pro bowls. Cliff Kingsbury, do you know Cliff or have you crossed his path? Cliff played some pro football. He was Johnny's quarterback coach as a freshman, now the head coach at Texas Tech. When I, la- when I asked Cliff, will these skills translate to pro football, he chuckled for about a minute at me on the phone. Chuckled. He said, Skip, he's going to be a star. <laughs> okay. I see a lot of people that uh, this clip will come up and people will be like, that's it. Skip's done for. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, sure. no. The, yeah, it should yeah, be clear. No. That's not why I played <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, uh, okay, okay. 
Cliff Kingsbury should be done for. Yeah. <laughs> that guy will never get a head coaching job in the NFL with a take like that. <laughs> or job, or any job at all. Over not, and over got and another over again. offensive coordinator job after he loses that head coaching job. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, that's uh, – I, by the way, I did notice – because when all this was floating around – with Merrill Hodge saying this about Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. I saw a bunch of people saying, well, he had a second-round grade on Pat Mahomes. And I got really confused because I saw quotes and everything. Yeah. And I looked it up. Apparently, there's a guy named Adam Hodge, spelled the same way, who's a Chicago radio host, who had, who had predicted that Patrick Mahomes is no better than a second-round pick. And, uh, and meanwhile, I, seen, I don't see him correcting it anywhere when people are citing Merrill Hodge <laughs> for his horrible, horrible take. Oh, he's letting Merrill take the heat? It was, it was Adam Hodge's quote, but people yeah. see H-O-G-E, and they're like, well, that's got to be the same guy. Yeah. yeah, I'll let Merrill take the hits. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, great point by a texter to the show about the Texans' season next year. In light of what just happened in the Super Bowl last night, what effect this could have on the Texan season next year is a really interesting question. We will, t- we will discuss it next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent. up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Good to be back. Good to be back in Houston. Great, great week in Vegas. Big thanks again to Yingling Flight for bringing us there. That was awesome. Uh, Low T Center as well. Bull shirts. Uh, really, really cool. We had a we had a great week out there on Radio Row. Hope you all enjoyed it. We uh, returned to a world where the Kansas City Chiefs are once again the world champions, third time in five years. This is definitely it definitely fits the category of a modern day NFL dynasty. The big question now is, okay, how much do they need to do to uh, to catch Bill Belichick and and Tom Brady? And that'll be a multi year thing. And 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 Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid have have said as much. So it's not as though. 
the first thing they said when they got the Lombardi Trophy handed to them was, you know, hey, I know they, I know he's got six, but it's different now because you know, like free agency and all, all kinds of other stuff. <laughs> you know, like it's harder now to keep a team together, uh, rookie contracts and whatnot. Um, good question by a um, a texter, Seth. Fun question, at least to think about. Says Sean, I need the odds on the Texans opening the season in Kansas City next year. Ooh, I think it's ooh, almost wait, a sure thing. Why? Remember the last time that be? happened? Yeah, but why would it be a sure thing that it's a text? I, well, I don't think it's a sure thing. I, I, I haven't oh, even looked. Okay. I haven't, I'm just reading the text. Okay. Well, um, yeah, that's how he feels. Yeah, yeah. he's like, ah, we're gonna screw us. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think uh, he maybe. I like. I look at that. I, look, I know the schedule is going to be a lot harder next year. I'm excited about that. There's going to be a lot of fun matchups on the schedule. You know, like there will be fun matchups. Yeah, yeah. yeah like uh, you, I do. You know what? If they do, if it, if they did open with the Chiefs, the good thing would be be a Thursday night game. Right. So you get like an extra mini buy there. Yes. So you get you you play your game. You get an extra few days to recover from any injuries. Guys get guys get into football shape a little bit better with a little bit of extra recovery time. Okay, I would look forward to that challenge. Yes. Of all the things that are potentially available to the Texans on the schedule next year, that are sort of specialty things, I'm going to list yeah. them here for you. Which do you want? the most do you want them to play the season opener in kansas city because they could do you want them to play a thanksgiving day game in dallas because they could or do you want them to play either the vikings or the jags in london because they could those are all those are all situations that are available to the houston texans on the road next year okay selfishly i want to go to london okay which we would figure out a way our uh, our new boss parker is uh, just awesome at finding ways to fund he's these really things. good at that yes yes yeah. and so i feel like we would be going to london we could bring uh you know i did learn i could learn i could learn english on duolingo before we go over so i could be yeah <laughs> british english british yes. english yeah which is very very hard to decipher yes um Oy. But I, I think uh, so. There was a opening Thanksgiving. I don't know. I don't get as worked up about Thanksgiving Day games. I, I'd rather be part of the Chiefs opener with the idea that okay, man, you pull this off and you've got a hell of an upset on a huge stage. This will be a lot of fun. Might might set the stage for even a few flex games into prime time later in the year. People love C.J. Stroud, and does that help the team at all competitively? I don't know. I just know that I like. I enjoy the excitement of a nationally broadcast game, and uh, that one compared to the Thanksgiving one, it feels more like a genuine prime time. Like, okay, here we go. Uh, America is watching. It does. It does. Now, now the Cowboy. Thanksgiving Day game, I think, pulled the biggest number in the regular season this year. Yeah, yeah. So numbers point, wise, yeah. numbers wise, but I get what you're saying. There's, there's the narratives have already been cast yeah, by that point in the year. hundred percent. No, yeah. there's something about the season opener that's really, really cool. Now, the last time that was available to the Texans, they went to Kansas City, and that was the beginning of the four game death march for the career of Bill O'Brien as the Houston Texans head coach. They opened the 2020 <laughs> season in Kansas City that year. We, we knew, uh, I mean, the day they announced the schedule, it didn't look good for Bill O'Brien. I mean, it was very much Bill O'Brien had embarked upon a do or die strategy that offseason. It was either going to work or it was going to be a huge failure. And Bill O'Brien knew it. Like, I, I know from. Bill O'Brien knew it. Sure. Um, and then I, I – so Bill O'Brien, knowing that, I'm sure saw that first four-game schedule and thought, like, well, here we go. Like, it's a – I'm either going to be employed after week four or I'm not. Because you had what? You had the Chiefs. You had uh, the Chiefs, Steelers. It went, it, went, it went at the Chiefs, home for the Ravens, 
Yeah. Home for the uh, no at the Steelers. Yeah. And home for the Vikings. Those are the yeah. first four games. They were all they were all playoff or near playoff teams at least. Remember the Vikings game? You had you had Gary Kubiak, Dom Capers, and Bill O'Brien all on the field at the same time. I do I do? Every head coach who had ever been uh, for the Houston Texans was yeah. out there, and they had a picture beforehand. And then a few hours later, Bill O'Brien got fired. <laughs> it was not long after that yeah. that he got that he got let go. Um, I would say if. If I knew we were going to London, then either of those London games would be great. Probably choose the Jags just because it's a division game. But the Vikings, and for those wondering, like, okay, Sean, how do you know that they could play in those games? They've named the host teams for all the international games this year. Yeah. And two of the London games are being hosted by the Vikings and the Jags, and those are both road teams on the Texan schedule this year. Similarly, Dallas is a road team on the Texan schedule, hence Thanksgiving Day. And Kansas City is a road team on the Texans' schedule, hence the season opener possibility. We don't know who the quarterback would be for the Vikings, but did you know? Uh, did you see Kirk Cousins dancing at the NFL Awards? I did. I did. He yeah. was good. On his, uh, his Achilles. His new yeah. Achilles there. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Looked looks, all right. he looked all right. He looked ready to go. The word, word on the street is they want to bring him back in Minnesota. Kirk yeah. Cousins. Makes sense. Yeah. I wonder, it's, isn't it weird that – I feel like there's not nearly as much skepticism over 35-year-old. He'll be 36 uh, when the season starts. 36-year-old Kirk Cousins Achilles as there is over 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers Achilles. Is that is that, I guess I mean and that's a big difference with athletes. The difference between 36 and 40 is a big difference. And yet 36 is not a spring chicken when it comes to an Achilles tendency. No, no. I I just I I think it has everything to do with Aaron Rodgers and the presence of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think it's a lot of just and I, and I get it. Trust me, I get it. Yeah. I yeah. think it's a little it's a little bit of just not not wanting to see Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, look, that they're, they're, everybody's saying he can't. Can do. you think yeah. of two more opposite guys when it comes to trying to seek out attention and, and look at me and then Kirk yeah. Cousins and Aaron Rodgers? That's yeah. why you know he's doing a good job of drawing attention always, to himself. I always think of Kirk Cousins when we have discussions like about remember like C.J. Stroud last week was asked by Zach Gelb if he was a top five quarterback. C.J. said, "Sure, he's a top five quarterback." Like I didn't, he didn't really do it in like a headline grabbing way or anything. I would want my guy to think he's the best quarterback in the league, but then there's how do you answer that question? Um, or but like when it comes to just being a diva in general with quarterbacks, I do like there is. There is a bit of a – you want the guy to have a bit of a diva in him, right? Like, you want to have a certain striving for greatness. And, they, you know, they got to learn how to manage it while also being a leader of men. But Kirk Cousins is always the guy I look at is like, all right, man, yeah. I mean, technically, he's everything you should want in your quarterback, the way he acts and conducts himself. But there's like a little bit missing in terms of that either flair or just simple ego or something that might be what keeps him from genuinely being great. But and, and yet he's going to get paid again this offseason by somebody. Like right, it, right, no, no, he's not bad at all. Right, but I'm saying like it's almost. It feels like there's a ceiling on 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 his on his performance. Yes, the evidence yeah. is there that there is. Like yeah. the evidence is there that he doesn't play well in primetime games and that he can't win big games and he can't make a postseason run even with a team that won. 13 games two years ago, he gets knocked out by Daniel Jones in the first round. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was one, no, it was Clint and I were kind of sitting, we were watching Cam Newton walk through Radio Row, and you're just like, there's a certain part, like Cam Newton's the other end of the spectrum, like where Cam Newton wants all the, 
all the attention all yeah. the time. Yeah. He wants to be an icon. Uh, you know, and like the sweet spot is probably somewhere more on the Cam Newton side of the spectrum. Not all the way to the Cam Newton side of the spectrum, right? But somewhere close. And like, and Brady's got that in him. Like Brady, Brady is a consummate player who wouldn't, you know, does genuinely didn't care from game to game if they if they were going to run the ball forty times. He was cool if that meant winning, but. There was also that part of him that individually wanted to be the best guy out there yep. and wanted to be better than Peyton Manning and everything else. I don't know if Kirk has that. Kirk doesn't have that natural, that, that extra <laughs> little bit of pettiness and wanting to destroy people it, that maybe you really need. If he did, it would have shown itself by now. Like you said, yeah. he's 36 years old. All right, um, Payne and Pendergast with you on a Reaction Monday. The Chiefs are Super Bowl champions again. Where does the Chiefs dynasty stack up amongst other NFL dynasties, and what is the path to catch Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? We will discuss next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.